Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and live from the Ndamukong Sioux Driving School, it's the Fourth and Inches <laughs> Show. I'm Scott the Sherpa, and I'm joined here tonight by Jana, the birthday girl. Jana, happy birthday. Yay. How are you doing today on this uh, beautiful, you. funny evening? Uh, it's pouring rain here, but what more can a girl want than to talk about football? Well, it's beautiful and sunny it's somewhere in the world, and that's right. What more could a girl want than to spend her birthday with me talking about football, right? Exactly. <laughs> so you've had a pretty uh, busy birthday already. Tell us about the interview you did this morning. Mm-hmm. I talked to Warwick Dunn this morning, talked about the Cowboys-Giants game and some charity work that he's doing um, on a podcast I do called Assorted Balls with my friend Drew Lang. So that link will be up later. It was really fun. It was a good way to oh, start cool. the day. He yeah. always seemed like a pretty bright guy. and you know, Yeah, uh, he was very nice. The whole story about his mom and New Orleans mm-hmm. and the whole thing was, was quite touching. But uh, that, that's neat that you got to spend some time interviewing him. That's quite a coup yeah, for you. Yeah, and he told me he thinks the Cowboys are going to win this weekend, so I'm feeling good about that. <laughs> That's your birthday present because you're not getting one from me. So <laughs> There we go. <laughs> speaking of birthday presents for me, what are we talking about tonight? Well, tonight we've got all kinds of good things on the agenda, as always. Uh, we're going to be looking at all the Week 14 matchups, analyzing who to start, who to sit, who not to waste your time on. I'm sure there will be much arguing, as there always is. And I've got a kind of short injury list. Not, you know, short by any means, but short comparatively, so that's good enough for me. Are the people and on the injury list short or no? <laughs> some of them are. Some of them are. Okay. And there's there's no height requirement here, so that's good. <laughs> no height requirement for our injury list? That's a good thing. No, I think we're good. And okay. uh, if you want to have your voice heard... There are a number of ways to get a hold of us. You can call us at 347-677-1608. That's 347-677-1608. Or you can email us at the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. That's the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. And we're on Twitter under the same handle, the number 4thninchesshow. You can also find us all week long on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page and on FantasyFootballSherpa.com, which has all kinds of great rankings and waiver wire pickup suggestions every week. And you can read the Sherpa's football musings on the Huffington Post this week talking about our tight ends on teams with poor passing attacks or bad matchups, good fantasy options. Can I give you a little preview of that? Absolutely. You were actually right, and I was wrong. I, I I hate to admit it, but since it's your birthday, that's my gift to you. Uh-oh. That that, <laughs> that my my whole theory has been just shot to pieces about tight ends on bad teams being good fantasy starts. You know the whole theory about how quarterbacks would check down and just go with the shorter, more conservative stuff. That's it's a great theory, and it, it sounds great, it but sounds the data good. that I looked at just totally does not support that. So. If you're interested in, in reading the guts and the details of that, uh, go to the the Huffington Post and type in my name, not Sherpa, but Scott Swaney, S-W-A-N-A-Y, and that column will come up, and you can read it and call in and laugh. And while you're calling us, don't forget to wish Jenna a happy birthday. You can do that by Twitter, phone call, however you Bring want tea. to. Carrier pigeons, we give them the day <laughs> off because of the, the weather, and it's dark out, and we don't want them to have an accident. But other than that... No, nope, we don't want that. <laughs> no. 
I guess we should get the injuries over with, huh? <laughs> Take it away. All right. There if were there are any some... people that are particularly short on the list, make sure you mention that, too. I, I will try to. We do have some tall okay. guys and some short guys. So there were a few major-ish injuries this week, and uh, number one on the list being the Bears running back, Matt Forte, suffering a sprained MCL. He is short. Unfortunately, he may be out for a longer period of time, especially in fantasy world. He's going to miss at least two weeks, could be as many as six, which is real bad news because most people are going into the playoffs this week. So that's a huge loss. I'm sure Not that anybody cares, but can I tell you that on one of my fantasy teams, my starting backfield was um, Matt Forte and Darren McFadden? Really? I, I still made a... the playoffs, but I, I think my, my run in that <laughs> playoffs will be pretty short-lived there. Uh, it's going to it's gonna be tough. <laughs> it's going to be real tough. You're being Hopefully kind. You could, you could somehow rebound from that. I'm not sure how, but maybe you can. I was going to say it would be can. fair, but that's not true because Matt Forte is injured and he won't be on my team. Mm, yeah. All right, Bummer. enough of me. We'll back Bummer. to the injuries. All right, Uh, Texans fans, I'm sure, are not happy to see Andre Johnson going down again with another hamstring injury, this time on his left leg. So it's not a re-aggravation. It's a whole different hamstring injury. They're saying it's not as severe. Maybe he'll be more in balance then when he comes back. Maybe. I don't know. It's just weird. I don't know why he can't get his legs under him. But he's not practicing. He's going to be a game-time decision. Matt Leinert had his surgery to fix his broken collarbone this week. He is on the mend, but clearly not going to be impacting any fantasy football rosters for the rest of the year. Um, Or any other year. (laughs) You never know. You never know. Chiefs quarterback Kyle Orton was only really a quarterback for about a quarter and a half. He dislocated his right index finger during the game. He's been limited, questionable. Nobody really knows what's going to go on. Then again... The Chiefs. Maybe you have some insider knowledge there, Sherpa. <laughs> no, no, no. But they're back in the Super Bowl hunt after that miraculous win last weekend. Oh, jeez. San Diego uh, won, and Oakland Oakland lost surprisingly to Miami, and they're going to get their clocks cleaned again this weekend by Green Bay. I'm telling you, the Chiefs could still win that division. They could. That it's not a real pretty division. It doesn't matter. Seattle showed us last year. All it takes is getting in, and after that, anything can happen. Well, there you go. I guess you can keep your hope for another week or two. (laughs) The Jaguars claim former Patriots wide receiver Taylor Price off waivers. He was a hot commodity. A few other teams put in claims as well, but Jaguars win because they have the worst record. Well, I heard the Patriots dropped him because the price was dropping a lot of stuff. Oh, I see what you did there. (laughs) Anyway, Packers signed quarterback Graham Harrell and put tight end Andrew Quarles on on, uh, injured reserve today. That's not really going to impact the Packers too, too much, but it's not ideal either. Hopefully not your fantasy teams either. Hopefully not. Uh, Vikings running back Adrian Peterson is still not practicing with his ankle injury. He is very questionable. He says he's still trying to play. It doesn't look like he's going to this week, more like next week. The Rams claim former Texans quarterback Kellen Clemens off waivers today since it's a musical chairs game of quarterback out in Texas. Uh, He's now a Ram. And with how Sam Bradford didn't play last week, maybe he'll be playing this week for them. I don't know. 
uh, I think AJ Feely will get at least one more shot to prove he can't do it. We'll see. Brown's running back. But again, if you're starting AJ Feely in your fantasy playoffs, heaven help you. Yeah, it's that's not a great spot to be in. No. Brown's running back Peyton Hillis is questionable with a hip injury now. No longer legs, now going to hips. He is Ooh, expected stop. to play tomorrow night, though. So we there's have that. A headache again. Yeah, maybe. Broncos defensive stud Vaughn Miller practicing with his broken thumb in a cast. He did not play last week. He's going to try to play this week. Looks like he's got a pretty good shot at it. So that's that's a good sign for Tim Tebow. Both Buccaneers quarterbacks, Josh Freeman and Josh Johnson, have shoulder injuries, and they're both calling them questionable. Obviously, it looks like Freeman's still going to go, but that's not a good setup. Poor Buccaneers. No. <laughs> although although looked, Johnson was better than a lot of the other, you know, than the Caleb Haney's and the TJ Yates and the, and the mm-hmm. you know, some of the others, Tyler Palco's of the world. But still, and, again, if you're starting him, good luck. Yeah, good luck with that. It looks like the Cowboys are going to get Miles Austin back this weekend This weekend from his hamstring injury. Uh, I keep an eye on it because with hamstrings, you really never know if setbacks happen Do you all start the time. him this weekend? Mm, maybe. I think yeah, that's so. That's what to the maybe, too, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. Vikings quarterback Christian Ponder did not practice. He probably won't practice most of the week. He's got a hip pointer. He's hoping to play, but he's in some pain right now. Michael Vick says he will return this week from his rib injury. Jeremy Macklin says he's going to as well, although he's been limited at practice. He's dealing with the the bruised AC shoulder joint and hamstring injury. So the Eagles have had everybody at practice this week, which is a, a step in the right direction, I guess. Steelers wide receivers Arnez Battle with a hamstring injury and Emmanuel Sanders with his foot injury are both out for this week. The Raiders, if you wear the black and silver and your foot hurts at all, you probably didn't practice today. Jacoby Ford, Darren McFadden, Denarius Moore, and Chaz Schillings all missed practice, all with foot injuries. I think they're going through a lot of walking boots out in Oakland. It's a good time to be selling those. Those boots were made for walking Oh, they were. <laughs> Green Bay's running back James Starks did not practice with that knee injury. He suffered on Sunday. We saw him get carted off. It didn't look pretty. I would say he is questionable at best for this weekend. Colts tight end Dallas Clark did practice from that fibula injury this week. Vikings tight end Vasant Shanko was limited with his own hand injury. Michael Turner did not practice with the groin injury. Harry Douglas was limited with his own groin injury. They're both questionable. I think they're both going to play, but... We'll are groin injuries contagious? They might be. It seems like foot injuries are, so why not? Yeah. <laughs> Carolina's tight end Greg Olson mispracticed with a knee injury, and Saints running back Mark Ingram mispracticed with his toe injury. I'm sure he's still planning on playing, but something to note. Tennessee wide receiver Nate Washington didn't practice with his ankle injury. 49ers wide receiver Braylon Edwards is limited with his knee injury. That is nothing unusual since he's still coming back from that knee surgery. I wouldn't worry too much about it. Beanie Wells, the Cardinals running back with his knee injury and ankle injury and every other injury one running back could possibly have, did not practice. I expect him to probably still play, but that's something. Probably has tattoos, too, from his time at Ohio State. Uh, He might. He might. Uh, it looks like, oh, did you hear, speaking of, of the Bears earlier, did you hear a reporter asked 
Tim Tebow to pray for Jay Cutler's thumb since the Bears are playing the Broncos this week. No, I didn't hear that. What did uh, Tim Tebow say? I I didn't see what his response was, just that the it reporter asked. would have deleted. Eh, I'm sure it did. <laughs> Denver has their own injury woes that I'm sure Tebow's praying for. Willis McGay, he didn't practice with a knee injury. Eddie Royal has a concussion and a neck injury. He didn't practice. I would not expect to see him on the field this week. No. Bill's tight end, Scott Chandler, has not been practicing with his ankle injury. He is questionable. And the Cowboys, like I said, it looks like they're going to get Miles Austin back for the Giants game this Sunday. Martellus Bennett, the tight end, the backup tight end, is not practicing. John Kitten is not practicing with his back injury. Laurent Robinson has a shoulder injury. He's not practicing. If he doesn't play, that's going to make Austin a lot more viable as a fantasy candidate just because Laurent Robinson is the one who's been taking his snaps. Uh, the Giants are still a little beat up on their own side of the ball. Ahmad Bradshaw is not practicing with his foot injury. Not too unusual since he's been injured. Brandon Jacobs didn't practice with his ham in- hamstring injury. And Mario Manningham was limited with his knee injury. That's something that's going to be more of a game-time decision. And in news and notes of the injury variety, the Colts are leading the NFL with 83 missed starts due to injuries. Carolina is next with 80. The Giants, Rams, and Oakland are all tied for third with 65 games missed, or starts missed. So now with the Colts, does that include um, Peyton Manning or no? Yes. Yes, it does. And so I'm curious, which which teams are at the – at the other end of that spectrum, and is there any correlation to their team's uh, place in the standings or not? I don't think so. I mean, there there are some good teams that have been decimated by injuries. I don't know offhand who the least number of games starts missed is, but I'm sure we could find out. It's probably not St. Louis. Well, since St. Louis is actually tied for third, I'm going to say it's not them. Oh, okay, I didn't pay enough attention. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's not them. Yeah, if they're third on the list, chances are they're not at the bottom of the list either. Then, or I should say Probably two. not. Probably not. No. That's good deductive reasoning on my part. <laughs> uh, all right. We're done with injuries. Let's move on. I'm tired so has anybody that. tweeted you any birthday wishes or anything yet? I've, I've actually been getting them all day on Twitter, which is nice. No, but I mean from on the, during our show. Not yet, not yet. From our faithful, loyal audience. They were all writing all down their injuries. Every... Pardon? <laughs> I said I'm sure they were all writing down their injuries for their team. Yeah, that's probably true. But there now that go. they're done writing, they can they can tweet you something. I'm sure we'll get some. But let's talk not about Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Pardon? <laughs> I said, let's I talk about you. Cleveland. I'm, I'm predicting you'll get at least one birthday tweet by the end of the show. <laughs> All right, I'll let you know when I do. <laughs> okay. Thursday night tomorrow we oh. have football. Oh, okay. Yes. You the, want to talk um, about it? <laughs> uh, sure. Why not? Um, the, eh, we could do that if, if you want to. So Thursday night so. we have the ever popular Thursday night game on the NFL Network, and this week is another snoo- uh, excuse me another great matchup between <laughs> Cleveland and Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. 
can't imagine this is going to be too close. I'll say Pittsburgh takes this by almost three touchdowns. I'll say Pittsburgh 27, Cleveland 10. Yeah, especially the fact that Cleveland is pretty much just the walking wounded right now, and the ones who are healthy are, let's say, not playing to their ceiling, I think is the nicest way to put it. <laughs> I don't think there's really any reason to be have starting a very low just, ceiling. About, just about anybody on Cleveland this week. The Pittsburgh defense, not an ideal matchup, and the fact that everyone from Colt McCoy to Peyton Hills to Ontario Hardest Day – on down to the defense. I mean, everybody's got some kind of nagging injury. So, quite frankly, if you have any other options at any position, I'd go with those. Pretty simple. <laughs> it sounds it. I mean, there's not a lot to get excited about about Cleveland this week. No, no. I mean, so... you can't disagree. <laughs> No, I yeah I, I agree. Other than Watson, you know he's the only person I would even think of starting. And even that, I, I mean, I think you have a lot of better tight end options than Ben Watson this week. Probably, yeah, that's, yeah. that's true. So are we out, are we up to Pittsburgh yet? Did you do the kicker yeah. and the defense and everybody? <laughs> everybody, everybody's a maybe. Right. And a everybody's a no. Start them. Right. Yeah. So for Pittsburgh, I'm going to start running back. I'd recommend starting Richard Mendenhall. He's probable with a back injury. Wide receiver Mike Wallace. Tight end Heath Miller, who's probable with an ankle injury and the Steelers' defense. On the fence about Ben Roethlisberger, who's probable with some injury. Believe it or not, this game actually features the top two pass defenses in the NFL if you go by uh, average passing yards allowed per game. But... Then again, the the difference is that with Pittsburgh, their defense overall is very tough, and with Cleveland, they don't give up any passing yards because everybody's too busy running against them. So, you know, it, having a low, having a good ranking in that figure doesn't necessarily mean that your defense is good. But you know, for fantasy purposes, you might want to be careful, especially if you're in the playoffs, which presumably you are if you're still playing at this time of year and listening to us. So I, I'd be careful about uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Maybe you have some better options. So I'm also on the fence. Isaac Redmond, I think the Steelers are going to be running the ball all game, and if it gets out of hand like I think it would, there's a good chance Isaac Redmond might get in in the third and fourth quarter, probable with an ankle injury, but he might be a good flex play this weekend. Same thing for wide receiver Antonio Brown. Not that he's going to get in only in the third or fourth quarter, but I think he's a maybe as his kicker Sean Sweetson. And I would leave wide receiver Heinz Ward alone, even though he's been resurgent the last couple weeks. As Janice said earlier, Emmanuel Sanders is out with the foot injury. Leave him alone. And Jericho Cotri is probable with a knee injury, but you don't want him on your roster either this weekend. Or you can have him on your roster, but just don't have him in your lineup. Yeah, probably don't start him. I think that's fair. No, no that, that's fair to say. That's more than fair. I think we've been more than fair to Mr. Cotri and his knee injury there. So should we go on to the next game? Yes, let's. All right. This this matchup of two teams that have both played in Baltimore at some point in their history, one of them still does, and that would be Indianapolis traveling back to their former home city to Baltimore, and they're going to be taking on the Ravens. Yeah, same thing with the Cleveland-Pittsburgh game. I don't see this being close at all. Why you would want to watch this is beyond me, although it is a Sunday game. So I guess if you live in Indianapolis or Baltimore, you'll probably watch it. But I'm going to take Baltimore to win this game by – two touchdowns. Dan Orlovsky was an improvement last weekend, 
and surprisingly effective against. Well, I shouldn't even say surprisingly effective against New England because their pass defense is so is so wretched. But I don't think he has much luck this weekend, and I think Baltimore wins this game, twenty-eight thirteen. Yeah, I just it's these first couple games aren't even fair. I don't. I just uh, what a bummer of early games. I don't think this yeah. is going to be very competitive. I don't think it's going to be very much fun to watch. I think that indie fans are not thrilled to be seeing Baltimore or in Baltimore or anything involving Baltimore, to be quite honest. Um, but I guess since it's a day game and it's early, nobody can leave in a truck in the night. So that's one good thing. The fans might want Well, no, this game is in Baltimore, so their fans won't leave in the middle. But <sighs> No. Fantasy-wise, again, like Cleveland – not a ton of guys that you should really be absolutely starting here. Not a good matchup. It's probably one of the worst this week. There's no reason to really start Dan Orlovsky. There's no reason to really start any of the running backs. I just There's not going to be a lot of points happening here. I think at best, if they get 10 or 14, that would be amazing against this defense. So I, Donald Brown, You might Lone have to Carter, talk to Tim Tebow about that. Maybe, maybe, maybe he could when come in and quarterback the team. Yeah, he can put him on the list. Uh, tight end Dallas Clark's been practicing. I'm not ready to say it's time to start him yet. Uh, Reggie Wayne and Pierre Garçon are maybes. Austin Colley, no. The defense, no. Kicker, no. Just not a lot to get excited about here. Sorry, Indy. For Baltimore... I don't think there's too much to get excited about there either, but what there is could really pay off if you had any of these um, players on your team this week. Quarterback Joe Flacco, I think, is going to have a big day against Indy's secondary. Running back Ray Rice, wide receiver Anquan Bolden, and the defense are all definite starts this weekend. Running back Ricky Williams is a maybe for me. Wide receiver Torrey Smith is a maybe. Both the tight ends, Ed Dixon and Dennis Pitta, are maybes for me, and kicker Billy Cundiff is also a maybe for me. Wide receiver Lee Evans, I'm not sure he's even on the team anymore, but if he, even if he is, you, you don't want to sign him. I mean, you don't want to start him this weekend in your or playoffs. Him, <laughs> you don't want to sign him or start him. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> All righty. We've talked about this before, though, but if the Ravens win the Super Bowl, he'll probably get a Super Bowl ring and a float to himself and the whole deal. He might. <laughs> That's true. But anyway, so now on to another game, which I think is going to be more interesting and closer than people think, and that's New England at Washington. I think this game is only is going to be decided by a field goal, but I think you know, New England will win. But, again, their secondary is just so horrible. Same thing with I, – I don't see either New England or – I'm going to go out on a limb, if you will, and say that neither New England nor Green Bay, even though they have two of the three best passing attacks in football – Neither one of those two teams is going to make it to the Super Bowl because their pass defenses are so poor that I just think they're going to lose in the playoffs before they get there. I could easily see Green Bay losing to New Orleans and New England. I think there are any number of teams, Baltimore, Pittsburgh. I think New England may lose, but I think I, I really think the Packers are going to run the table. I think it's going to happen. I think they could lose this weekend. I don't think it'll happen. I think, but anyway, back to the game at hand. We'll get we'll yeah. deal with that game we'll in a little bit. Back. New England at Washington. I think it's a field goal game, and I think New England wins it, 27-24. And the only thing that keeps it close again is is New England's lack of pass defense. 
Wow. I don't have that much respect for Washington's offense or their defense. So I'm going to say New England wins this by at least 10. I wouldn't be surprised if it were 14. This isn't just because I hate the Redskins. It's just because I think the offense of the Patriots is just going to overpower them. I'm still going to start Tom Brady, even if you think this is going to be a close game. Um, Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis and Danny Woodhead are both maybes for me. Rob Gronkowski, I say yes to. Aaron Hernandez, not a bad flex option. I think there's still going to be enough balls to go around there. Wide receivers, Wes Wilker, yes. Deion Branch, I think I'm going to say yes to. Beyond that, Ojasenko, Edelman, more maybes. And defense. Oh, you're not you're hard. not saying Ojasenko is a maybe again, are you? I'm. I really am. I'm committed oh. to this maybe happening. <laughs> this is like Charlie Brown kicking the football. This Lucy. You keep saying the week. Chiefs are gonna go to the Super Bowl. At least mine has a shot at happening. I think the Chiefs have a better chance of going to the Super Bowl than Ocho Cinco has of being fantasy relevant this year. But I guess we can, for the sake of the show, we can agree to disagree so we can keep on going. Which which is what we always do. I'm going to say no to the defense and yes to kicker Steven Goskowski, and I'm done. There you go. Have you gotten any birthday wishes yet? Yes, I got one from you. <laughs> oh, wow. that was that, That's really nice of me to what do that. What a coincidence. <laughs> I told you you'd get one before the end of the show. I know. Now the question is know. whether I start a trend or not, because I am Mr. Trendsetter. <laughs> yes. That is one thing that is always used to describe you, trends. So come on, come on, all you people in our live audience, as opposed to the dead audience, all the people in our live audience, please tweet Jenna and let her know that you're thinking of her on her birthday and send her condolences for having to do a show with me on her birthday. So for Washington, I have more faith in their offense than Jenna does. Quarterback Rex Grossman, I think pretty much any quarterback this side of Jay Cutler in his current condition, you should start against New England secondary, and Rex Grossman is no exception. He's probable with a shoulder injury, start him. Roy Hulu, running back, start him. Wide receiver Santana Moss and Jabari Gaffney, start both those guys. Wide receiver Anthony Armstrong, eh, on the fence about him. He's the kind of guy that could catch one pass for 50 yards, and all of a sudden you have... 50, you know, you have five or six points, or if you get really lucky, 10 or 11 So it's points. okay to say that he's got a chance to catch one pass, but it's not okay to think Ocho Cinco's got a chance to catch one 50-yard pass. Oh, Anthony Armstrong has an infinitely higher <laughs> chance of catching a 50-yard pass at this stage in his career in, in this matchup than Ocho Cinco does. But we, we can we can see who is right next week. So. <laughs> That's right. If you say something I disagree with, you're being irrational. If I say something you disagree with, I'm just being disagreeable then. That's how it works around here. (laughs) Clearly. Okay. So for for Washington, the defense is, you know, maybe start kicker Graham Gano is a maybe. And stay away from Terrence Austin, wide receiver. He's questionable with his hamstring injury. And tight end Logan Paulson is going to be making his debut thanks to Fred Davis's – um, uh, off the field activities or his syringe <laughs> problem or whatever we want to call it. His we'll I don't do know it. that we'll he has a drug problem, happen. but he got caught with he got caught with a dirty test, so he's not going to be impacting any fantasy teams anymore this season. So Logan Paulson, welcome to fantasy, but 
you know, I don't think you want to start him in your playoffs. I hope I hope you're not in a spot where you have to. No. But I'd rather start him in my flex than Ocho Cinco. I disagree. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here's a game we're probably not going to disagree on. I think we can. I can speak for you. I'm pretty sure, confident in saying that New Orleans should clobber Tennessee. I think it'll be almost two touchdowns. I'll go with New Orleans to win this game, 34 to 21. Now, I would think this game has a shot of being a closer game than New England Washington. I'm not saying it's going to be, but I would. How do you figure? Competitive. I just think that Tennessee's better than Washington. <laughs> New Orleans has a New Orleans gives up points. It's not like they're a shutdown defense. No, I agree, but their pass defense isn't that horrible. I not just I either, I would rather watch New Orleans Tennessee by far than New England Washington. By far. Well, I, I think I would agree with you, but just because I enjoy watching New Orleans offense, not because I think the game's mm-hmm. gonna be closer. I think it'll be a better game. But I do I think, think New Orleans wins. I just don't know if I think it's it's as huge as you do. All right. Um, Who do you like on New Orleans this week? A lot of people. Drew Brees, for one. <laughs> Tight end Jimmy Graham. Really? <laughs> yeah, you think? Maybe? Yeah. How's he doing this season? <laughs> uh, you know, he's flying under the radar. Not a lot of people are, are have him on their team. He's very available. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who needs 5,300 passing yards? Nobody. I'm um, also going to start wide receiver Marquise Colston, Meacham, Henderson, maybes. Mark Ingram, I'm not starting this week, even if he plays that toe injury I don't like. I like Darren Sproles and Pierre Thomas a little better. And I'm going to say maybe to the defense and maybe to kicker John Cassay. How about uh, Lance Moore? Um, you know what, Lance Moore I like. I would, I'm, okay. I'm okay with starting him. All right. For Tennessee, I would start quarterback Matt Hasselbeck. Running backs, Chris Johnson finally looks like he's woken up from whatever contract slumber affected him. Start him wide receiver Damian Williams. Yeah, apparently he needs 13 weeks of preseason. That seems to be the going rate. That could be, yeah. Well, if you either were patient with him or even better traded for him, bought low on him, I'm sure you're pretty happy about that right now. Mm Mm-hmm. Wide receiver Damian Williams is a good start, especially with Nate Washington hobbled. Tight end Jared Cook, I think, is a good start this weekend. Wide receiver Lavelle Hawkins, you might want to use him as a flex. Running back Javon Ringer, no. Wide receiver Nate Washington, questionable with an ankle injury, no. No to the Titans defense, and no to kicker Rob Baronis. Really? If Nate Washington plays, I would start him. I, I don't think I would disagree with you, but when somebody's listed as questionable and I have to predict four days ahead of time whether he's going to have a fantasy impact, I would. if I had to set my line up tonight, I would not have him in it. I don't know. I don't know. Plus, Damian Williams has played really well the last few weeks. I do. I'm, I'm very high on Damian Williams right now. I okay. can agree with you on that. All right. So now we go to another game which is causing me great consternation. That's because Kansas City is playing at New York, and they obviously have to win this game to keep their their ever-so-slim Super Bowl hopes alive. But I don't think it's going to happen, much to my chagrin. I think the Jets are going to pull out the victory here. I don't think it's going to be a big victory, but it doesn't count. It doesn't matter, you know, how big a victory it is. I think the Jets win this game 24-20. 
I can agree with that. My only real hope for Kansas City is that Ricky Stanzi gets in for some snaps. That's all I really want out of Kansas City. I like Ricky Stanzi. I'd rather see Kyle Orton get healthy and play. I just, Kyle Orton's a mess. I'm not a fan. Uh, I don't really think you need to be starting any of the trio of Kansas City quarterbacks this week unless you have Tyler Palco in a deep two-quarterback league. Even then, eh. So, Palco, Orton, Stanzi, probably stay away. Probably for the best. Uh, you might want to start mind- Tyler Palco if you're in a league where you get points for having quarterbacks with five letters in their first and last name. Ooh, a good league indeed. Wouldn't Oh no, I guess Stanzi's got got six in his last name. I was gonna say wouldn't he qualify, but anyway. Um running back wise, Jackie Battle, just say no. It's it's over. The dream is over. Dexter McCluster and Thomas Jones, maybe I just the matchup not great. Wide receivers, Dwayne Bowe and Steve Breston. I'm going to start Jonathan Baldwin. Yes, I think I'll start as well. I'm not really sure why I feel like it's okay to start them if I don't like any of the quarterbacks, but I think their pass game has to become functional at some point. Why not this week? Mm, Because they're playing on Revis Island. Uh, Revis looked a little beatable the last few weeks. I'm not that scared. He was fine against everybody except Steve Johnson. Stevie Johnson made him look a little silly, but other than that, he's been fine. That's all right. I'm still I'm still okay with these guys. I like them better than anybody on Cleveland or Indy. So there's or Chad that. Ochocinco. Yes, I like them more than Chad Ochocinco. Okay. The there you go. You're not giving him props for that touchdown catch last week. I maybe for me. I just I don't I don't really know what to think of the Kansas City offense. So I I'm not going in hard on a lot of the fantasy prospects. Tight end Leonard Pope. like uh, Darren Sproles White, I think. He's actually yeah, put together of. a few good games. I mean, I know the touchdown pass was an accident, but he's starting to get yeah. some good yardage from scrimmage rushing. <laughs> yeah, All right, I'll give it off. It's a little late in the year. It's a little late in the year. Like, the Chiefs but are not going to Super Bowl. That's how fantasy championships are won and lost, by finding these these late sprouting flowers or gems and all of a sudden You're you have Ron Dane leading you to victory or <laughs> Pardon? We're no. I said you're ridiculous. We're not we're done talking about flowers. <laughs> oh, well all right. Even right Tyler, flowers, Tyler Flowers plays for the Chiefs. I'm I'm gonna just continue on here. We got a lot of okay. games left in twenty five minutes. All right. Say no so to the, the say no to the defense. The say no to kicker Ryan Suckup. All right. And Fred Davis should have said no to drugs, too, but apparently he, he should didn't. should have, but he didn't. Right. Oh, he has to pay the consequences. We're moving on. Come on. All right. New York Jets. Running back Sean Green. Start. Probable rib injury. Start anyway. Wide receiver Antonio Holmes. Start. Tight end Dustin Keller. Start. Defense. Start. Quarterback Mark Sanchez. Maybe. Wide receivers Plexico Burris and Jerome Curley. Maybe. Curly's probable with a knee injury. Kicker Nick Folk, maybe. No. Wide to running backs Joe McKnight and Ladania Tomlinson. Tomlinson probable with a knee injury. McKnight questionable with his elbow injury. And wide receiver Patrick Turner is another no. So stay away from those guys. Okay. Easy All right. Enough. Philadelphia at Miami. Philadelphia is 
supposed to be playing the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, but it doesn't look like that's going to be happening. Miami wasn't an 0-7 team, but they played a little bit better, but they're still not very good. And I think Philadelphia, especially if Michael Vick is back, which I think it sounds like you believe yeah. he will be, I think they're going to pull this out. I'll take my Philadelphia to win this game 24-21. And if they don't, I bet you Andy Reid's job is going to be in a lot of trouble, more trouble than it is right now. Well, then I hope they don't win this game so that Andy Reid gets fired because he's not fit to be a head coach or calling any kind of plays because he's terrible at it. Well, um, he'd have to fire himself, wouldn't he, since he's the GM? No, he's not the GM. No. Nope. Pardon? No, he's not the GM, too. I thought he was. Mm-mm. Okay. Anyway, I think this is going to be a very close game. I think that the Eagles win, but it's a single-digit win, and Miami's in this the whole way. Miami's a lot better than you think they are, and I think they can hang, especially against a reeling Eagles team. Michael Vick being back is a good sign. I'm going to start him. I'm going to start LaShawn McCoy. You should absolutely always be doing that. Deshaun Jackson, I think you can start. At some point, he's got to bounce back with Michael Vick back. That chance goes up a lot more than with Vince Young. Start Jason Avant. Jeremy Macklin and Riley Cooper, I'm saying maybe two. Tight end Brent Selleck, also maybe, but I guess out of the tight end matchups, he's not a terrible one this week. And I'm saying, I guess maybe to the defense, he has to kick her Alex Henry. For Miami, I would start running back Reggie Bush, wide receiver Brandon Marshall, and tight end Anthony Fasano. On the fence about quarterback Matt Moore, wide receiver Devon Bess, and the Dolphins defense. Stay away from running back Daniel Thomas, wide receiver Brian Hartline, and kicker Dan Carpenter. Okay. All righty, so we're just blazing through these games here. Next up, the, the battle of, of the Florida teams. Why is it that all the Florida teams are so bad this year? Mm, I don't know. Something in the water? It could be. Maybe it's the humidity. I don't know. Anyway, Tampa Bay at Jacksonville. I'll pick a winner just because I have to. I think Jacksonville is a slightly stronger team than Tampa. I think Tampa might get some offense going in this game, but I think Maureen's Joe Maurice Jones-Drew is going to have too much for them, and I think Jacksonville takes this 24-17. I think I actually agree with you. I think Jacksonville wins this game. Um, Fantasy-wise, Tampa's a team, another team I'm I'm not super excited about a lot of guys here. Josh Freeman is a maybe. He's much more two-quarterback league start than somebody you should be hinging your whole team on. LeGarrette Blunt, go ahead. <laughs> wide receiver Mike Williams, Aurelius Ben, I'd say yes, and I'd say Preston Parker is an excellent flex option. I like to start him there. He's usually good for 60 yards or so. Tight end Kellen Winslow, maybe. I just, eh, he's a little dinged up, missing practice. Not a recipe for success for me. He's a I'm gonna, Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Kicker Connor Barth, I'm going to say yes to, and I'm going to say maybe to the defense. I don't think Jacksonville scores a ton of points, but, again, they do have Maurice Jones-Drew, who's firing on all, all cylinders right now. And speaking of Maurice Jones-Drew, you should be starting him. Start wide receivers Mike Thomas and Jason Hill, and start the Jaguars defense. Maybe to quarterback Blaine Gabbert, which is probably the only time you'll hear me 
say all season that you shouldn't be sitting him definitely. Maybe to tight end Mercedes Lewis, who's questionable with an ankle injury. Maybe to kicker Josh Scobie and stay away from running back Deji Kareem. Okay. Now, on to Atlanta-Carolina, which should also be a, an interesting game. And Atlanta, mm-hmm. they've got to get their rear in gear again if they want to make sure that they qualify for the playoffs. Although I think Atlanta, I mean, New Orleans is pretty likely going to win the division. But um, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take Atlanta. I, I don't think they're going to win this game convincingly, but I think they still do win. I'll take them to win this 27-24 I don't think they win convincingly either, but I do think they win. I think it may be a little higher scoring, though. I think that both offenses have a chance to put some points up here. Um, I'm going to start Matt Ryan. I'm going to start Michael Turner as long as he plays, which he should. He played through the injury last week. Uh, Roddy White, absolutely starting. Julio Jones, as long as he plays, I'm going to start. Harry Douglas, I think I'm going to say no to this week. He's dealing with that groin injury. And, quite frankly, with Julio Jones playing, it's just not worthwhile. Tight end Tony Gonzalez, I'm going to start. And kicker Matt Bryant, I'm going to say yes to. I think he'll be kicking a few field goals. And probably no to the defense this week. I think that Carolina's going to score some points. For Carolina, I would start quarterback Cam Newton and wide receiver Steve Smith. I would consider wide receivers like Adunane and Brandon LaFell. His flex options... Tight end Greg Olson, questionable with a knee injury. He's also a maybe for me. The defense is a maybe, and kicker Orlando Mare is a maybe for me. I would keep running backs D'Angelo Williams and Jonathan Stewart on the bench this week. I know Williams had a good game two weeks ago. Stewart had a good game last week. But two things. First of all, you never know which one's going to get the lion's share of the yards from one week to the next. Second of all, Atlanta has a very good run defense. So, If you're in a one-and-done, lose-and-you-go-home-one-week kind of playoff thing, then I don't think you want to to play around with either of these guys this weekend. Same thing, tight end Jeremy Shockey. I I just don't see him being much of a fantasy contributor this week, even if Greg Olson does have to miss the game or is is limited. Mm -hmm. So anything else on that? No. I think that will be one of the better teams to watch. Any other birthday wishes streaming in yet? we got a couple. Got some good ones. Oh. People are reading. You want to read them? I mean, they'll say happy birthday. <laughs> oh, you want to give a we shout out? To whoever here. We're only half. We're only halfway through the show. We have 15 minutes left. <laughs> all right. Okay. We got to worry about is, the football here. Oh, all right. Houston and Cincinnati. <laughs> you know, low scoring game. Two good defenses. Houston has a little more offense. Houston wins 21-17. Okay. I think this will this will come down to whoever's got the ball last, to be honest with you. I think Cincinnati will make it respectable. Um, TJ Yates, more a two-quarterback league start. Uh, I don't think he should be the only guy you're starting. Arian Foster, go right ahead and start. Andre Johnson, unless you're going to be able to set your lineup Sunday morning, say no. It doesn't look super promising. So... Wide receiver-wise, it becomes kind of a crapshoot. Do you have any strong feelings? I mean, Jacoby Jones and Kevin Walter haven't set the world on fire. I, they're your two no, they're both options for me. I, I think I'd rather have Walter if you made me pick one, but I, I would hope I wouldn't start either one of those guys. It's more no. than a flex, I think. And part of the part of the problem is you don't really know who T.J. Yates likes yet either. So. 
Ted and Owen Daniels. Would, yeah, and that's tough. That's tough. I would I would tend to go with Ford there just because he and Yates probably have spent more time practicing together on the scout team and all than he and Walter, but I, yeah. I could be wrong about that. It's hard. That's it's another hard one of my theories that probably isn't valid, but I'll have to tell you. No, 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 that's, a, that's actually a valid theory. I, I really believe that one. Well, we haven't um, tested it yet. Maybe we should. Kicker Neil Rackers, I'm going to say yes to. He's, they've got to score points somewhere, and Arian Foster can't be the sole and only contributor here. Uh, the defense, I'm going to say yes to. Go crazy. Cincinnati, A.J. Green in his rookie year as a wide receiver has become almost a must-start against anybody. Mm-hmm. Tight end, you should definitely start him this week, even against Houston's uh, good defense. Tight end, Jermaine Gresham, I would start him, start the Bengals' defense. On the fence about quarterback Andy Dalton, running back Cedric Benson, questionable with a foot injury, don't start him unless you have to. Same thing with wide receiver Jerome Simpson. Stay away from running back Bernard Scott, wide receivers Andre Caldwell and Andrew Hawkins, and kicker Mike Nugent. All right. All right, moving right along. Minnesota at Detroit. I think this will be a pretty high-scoring game, but Adrian Peterson or no, I think Detroit's still going to take this by at least 10 points. I'll say Detroit 31, Minnesota 21. I agree. Detroit's going to win this big. Uh, there's just too many injuries, too many important offensive players are injured for this to work out well. Christian Ponder, if he plays, I, he's a two-quarterback league start. Adrian Peterson, if he plays, start him, but I sincerely doubt he's going to. So then it looks like you either get Gerhardt or Booker, and I'm not really excited about either prospect. Gerhardt had a nice week last week. He had I do. I like Earhart better. I just, I just hope you have other running backs to play this week. True. True. <laughs> the Detroit defense, while there's still no Indomitian and Sue, is still no slouch. Tight end Vasante Shanko. If he plays, I'm going to start him. Uh, that's also going to come down to game time. But wide receiver Percy Harvin, I'm going to start. Beyond that, all the other wide receivers are maybes. There's just not a ton of offense to go around this week. Kicker Ryan Longwell, I'd say maybe two, and no to the defense. For Detroit, I would start quarterback Matthew Stafford, wide receivers Calvin Johnson and Nate Burleson. Tight end Brandon Pettigrew, start the Lions defense and start kicker Jason Hansen. Running backs Kevin Smith and Maurice Morris are both maybes for me just because I don't know which one is going to get the bulk of the carries, but you need a flex option, they might whichever one starts might be a good option. Minnesota's run defense has not been as good lately as it was earlier in the season. Smith, of course, still questionable with that ankle injury. Wide receiver Titus Young is a maybe for me and still away from running back Keelan Williams. Okay. I can't argue too much with that. <laughs> well you can if you want to, but I can. I'm not going to. I, I okay. will well, that makes that warms the hackles for me. So, <laughs> Chicago at Denver, the first of our Sunday late games, the Bears and the Tebows, and I think if Kansas City doesn't win the Super Bowl, I think Denver may may very well do it. Oh my gosh! And it's going to be an AFC West team. Mark my words. But anyway, this game, I think. Chicago is just too maimed at this point to win. I'll take Denver to win this game 
I I think this is a game where Tim Tebow does not have to make a valiant late fourth quarter comeback because I think Denver's going to win it by at least seven. Um, Caleb Haney, a two-quarterback league start at best. The Denver defense looks good, especially with Von Miller probably coming back this week. I, it's it's not going to be real pretty. No Matt Forte. I think Marion Barber is an interesting start. I definitely don't think he should be your number one running back, but he's not a terrible option. You've also got Bell. It just I wouldn't expect to get a ton of points out of this offense. I think they're more likely to have Devin Hester run back kicks than anything else. That being said, I think Devin Hester's not a bad start this week if you have to start somebody on this team. Uh, Earl Bennett, I'd say yes to. Roy Williams and Johnny Knox are maybes. Tight ends, all maybes to me. I'm not excited about the tight end prospects. Robbie Gould, I'm going to say yes to, and the defense, I'm going to say maybe to. I know that Denver doesn't score a ton of offensive points, and a lot of their points are probably going to come from Caleb Haney interceptions or fumbles this week, so it's not a terrible play to start their defense. For Denver, I would start quarterback Tim Tebow. Chicago's secondary is not very good, and plus Denver has the number one run offense in football. Uh, wide receiver Eric Decker and Demarius Thomas are both starts for me and the Broncos defense. Running back Willis McGahee is questionable with a knee injury. Right now I book at him as more of a flex option. Kicker Matt Prater, same thing. Not sure if, you know, hopefully a better option. Running back Lance Ball, wide receiver Eddie Royal, and tight end uh, Daniel Fells are all no's for me. And Royal is questionable with his concussion. So, yeah, that's who knows what's going to happen. I, I'm just curious to see how far Tebow can take that team because they definitely seem to be on a roll now. They're, they're certainly they're not... They're roll. Most... They're not going to roll all the way to the Super Bowl, though. That's not happening. Well, you never know. I mean, if they get hot and the playoff matchups break the right way, then it could happen. They've already shown they can beat the Jets if it turns out that yeah, somehow they end up... Yeah, it also could happen that the Chiefs could go, but I don't think it's very likely. All right, at some point, we're probably not going to have time enough at the end of this show, but we're going to have to give our playoff predictions, too. Maybe next week we'll do that. Yeah, let's see. So, um, on to San Francisco, Arizona, then. Mm-hmm. And really, who cares? San Francisco's already sewn up that division, and at this point, they're just playing for an to one playoff seed. They could probably treat this game like a preseason game and win it. I think it'll be somewhat close, but I think San Francisco still pulls it out. I'll take them to win 24-21. I think Arizona's going to win this game. Call me crazy, but the defense is a little banged up for the 49ers. Uh, you got Frank Gore's a little dinged up. Braylon Edwards is still a little dinged up. I think that they're going to rest guys a little bit. They don't have to win this game. I think that Kevin Cobb's finding a rhythm. As long as Beanie Wells plays, I think Arizona can win this game. That being said, there's still guys I want to start on San Francisco for my fantasy team, Alex Smith being one of them. As long as Frank Gore plays, I'm going to start him, but this is going to be a late game, so it's going to be a risk. Tight end Vernon Davis, yes. Michael Crabtree, I'll start. Braylon Edwards, I'm probably still going to start. Ted Ginn's an interesting flex option. And I'll say maybe to their defense and maybe to the kicker, David Akers. Hasn't looked real sharp. 
For Arizona, I would start quarterback Kevin Cobb, wide receiver Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, early wide receivers early, Doucette and Andre Roberts are both more flex options for me. Defenses and maybe stay away from running back Beanie Wells is questionable with a knee injury and going up against San Francisco's number one ranked rush defense. Stay away from running back Rod Stevens Howling. Nice pass reception for a TD at the end of last week's game. Still doesn't mean you should start him this week. Tight ends Todd Heath, Jeff King, and Rob Hausler. Stay away from all of those guys and stay away from kicker Jay Feely. A lot of staying away from. <laughs> That's right. We caught up yet? Almost? <laughs> Almost. We're getting all right. there. We're in the all right, we're track. getting there. So we're we're making up tons of ground here in the in the late going. It's kind of like watching Tim Tebow play football. Oakland mm-hmm. at Green Bay. All right, I, I take it back. I don't think Oakland can win this game when I look at, no. at their defense. <laughs> so I think Oakland will win. I mean, excuse me, I think Green Bay will take this by almost two touchdowns all take a final score of Green Bay 37, Oakland 24. Yeah, Green Bay's winning this game. Uh, There are a few options that are interesting ones fantasy-wise for Oakland. Carson Palmer, uh, not a terrible start. Green Bay gives up some points, especially if you have a two-quarterback league where you can kind of cushion it just in case. I still like Palmer, even though he's only got, like, two receivers and half of them aren't even real football players. Uh, <laughs> Michael Bush, I'm still going to start. It's just a mess at wide receiver. You've got Darius Hayward Bay, TJ Hushmanzada, and Lewis Murphy are really the only bodies still there. I'd say maybe to all of them. I like Lewis Murphy probably the best of the bunch. Tight ends, also not super excited about. I just, I, I just think that it's going to be more the Michael Bush show than anything else. I'm gonna Fred say Myers no has been to pretty defense. good the last couple weeks. Eh, I'm gonna say no to the defense and definitely yes to kicker Sebastian Janikowski, who can kick a field goal from pretty much anywhere, which I love. There was um what's the guy's name? Tyler Met Metzhoff. He was the uh, he signed out of he was drafted, I think, in the third round back in two thousand seven or eight and kicked for the Vikings briefly, but there's this YouTube video of him hitting, you know, 70 to 75 yard field goals and just missing one from 80 yards. I mean, he had the wind at his back, but still, it's kind of fun to watch if you're into that kind of thing. (laughs) It's really cool. All right. So, Green Bay Bay, quarterback Aaron Rodgers, duh, start him. Wide receivers, Greg Jennings and Jordy Nelson, start them. Tight ends, your Michael Finley, start him. Kicker Mason Crosby, start him. The defense, start him. No, that's not a him. It's a hymns. Start hymns for the defense. Running back, Jason Starks, I would stay away. Ryan, Running back, Ryan Grant, stay away. Running back, Brandon Sane. I know people are saying, oh, he's going to be this year's James, no. James Starks, but that doesn't mean you should start him this week. And wide receivers, Donald Driver and James Jones, stay away from those guys too. All right. All right, we're Fair almost enough. caught up here. Buffalo at San Diego. And... If if Kansas City doesn't win the Super Bowl, Denver will. If Denver doesn't, San Diego might. This oh this AFC West is just it's just quality top to bottom here. And San Diego bounced back nicely in the Monday night game against Jacksonville. I think they're gonna continue their customary late season rebound here. I think they'll beat Buffalo by at least ten points. I'll say San Diego thirty one, Buffalo twenty one. 
I think this will be a closer game. I've been a big-time Bills apologist this year, and at some point I feel like I need to just come to terms with the fact that this isn't going to happen, especially with Scott Chandler dinged up now. I It's it's tough going. I don't think that San Diego is really in a spot to dominate anybody. Jacksonville, I don't. I don't really I think that's more an aberration than anything else. But Ryan Fitzpatrick, more a two quarterback league start. I still would put him in my borderline top twelve. He's probably just barely ten, eleven, twelve. But running back wise, CJ Spiller, everybody says he's gotta break out. I don't really know if that's gonna happen. To shard choice I don't think is a terrible option. They've gotta start using him. If Scott Chandler plays, I just don't think there's going to be enough to go around. He's not 100%. It's going to be a tough matchup. So just say no to him this week. Say yes to Stevie Johnson. If David Nelson is healthy enough to go, go ahead and start him. Beyond that, there's no reason to start any of the other receivers. I'm going to say no to the defense and no to whoever they run out at kicker this week, be it Forrest or Liddell. All right. So for San Diego, I would start quarterback Phillip Rivers, wide receivers Vincent Jackson and Malcolm Floyd, tight end Antonio Gates, start the defense and start kicker Nick Novak, assuming that he can find his way to the field and isn't hunched over by the Gatorade bucket. And running backs Ryan Matthews and Mike Tolbert are flex options for me. Wide receiver Vincent Brown, think that you can turn out the lights. The party's over for him now with Malcolm Floyd back. So don't start him. All righty, the Sunday night game, which we have to spend at least half an hour on. Uh, the Giants are at Dallas, and okay, here's your birthday present. I think Dallas is going to win this game by at least Woo-hoo! 10 points. I'll take Dallas to win 34-24. As I, was, as I was saying this morning, both these teams are inconsistent, and it just right now the Giants are more inconsistent than the Cowboys are. They're in Dallas. For most teams, that means something, having home field advantage. For the Cowboys, it doesn't really seem to matter one way or the other. They'll lose anywhere and lose in heartbreaking fashion. Um, they, the clock management can only go up from last week, so things have to get better. You don't think they're going to ice their own kicker again? Maybe. You know, it that wouldn't, has to be the most wouldn't, bizarre thing I've ever seen. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Who? There, wasn't I could spend an hour talking about how stupid the last two and a half minutes in overtime was. <laughs> it's so frustrating. But yeah. I do think Dallas pulls us out. They are a little healthier. But there are still guys you want to start on the Giants. Eli Manning, for me, I, I can't start him. He's more uh, a low end of the number ones I would start. Brandon Jacobs. I guess you can go ahead. Ahmad Bradshaw's still struggling. Jacobs is a little dinged up himself. If Manningham plays, I'd start him. I'd say yes to Victor Cruz. I'm saying yes to Hakeem Nix. I'm saying no to tight end Jake Ballard. Maybe to the defense and maybe to kicker Lawrence Tynes. And I'm, I know that Dallas still has a game lead on the Giants, but I'm going to say that whoever wins this game is going to go on and win the division. That's easy so. to see if Dallas wins. They'll have a two-game lead, but I think if the Giants win this game and tie up Dallas, then I think the division is theirs for the taking then. You know, they've got the Jets and the Cowboys and I forget who the third game that they have after this is, but uh, I think Cowboys this is for all the marbles. 
Yeah, Pardon? I think this is a, this is the Cowboys are their last game this season. Um, but I I think you're absolutely right. This is do or die for both these teams. This is you're in or you're out of. So the one playoffs. of us is going to be very happy next week, and the other one a little less happy. Probably. Probably. Okay. <laughs> So for Dallas, I would start quarterback Tony Romo, running back to Marco Murray, and I would start Des Bryant definitely, start tight end Jason Witten, start kicker Dan Bailey. Wide receivers Laurent Robinson and Miles Austin, they're both questionable. They're both maybes for me. The defense is a maybe for me and stay away from Felix Jones. And I know John Bryant, the tight end, has, had, has looked good in the last week or two, but I still don't think you you need to start him even if you know you're looking at him as a Fred Davis replacement. I, I wouldn't do that. No. no, no, no. Just say no. Okay, we're down to our last game of the week. Yeah, uh not excited about this one. Not at all. You are or are not? No. No, I'm not either, but I think it's gonna be a close game. But I'll I think Seattle will win. I'll go with a score of 20-17, to 17. not that anybody really cares about this game other than people who live in those two cities, but I, I guess Seattle will win. I, I think maybe if Sam Bradford plays, I think St. Louis can win this game, but that's a big if. Uh, if he plays, I would say he's probably more a two-quarterback league start, A.J. Feely as well. Running back Steven Jackson, I'm going to start. Wide receiver Brandon Lloyd, I'm going to start. Beyond that, Everybody's pretty much a maybe, including the defense, which isn't a terrible play because Seattle's not going to score a ton of points. Uh, Josh Brown, I think I might start at kicker, but that's just not a lot happening here. No, no, not at all. So for the Seahawks, I would start uh, running back Marshawn Lynch, who has obviously looked quite good the last few weeks, wide receiver Doug Baldwin, tight end Zach Miller in the defense. Uh, maybe for Tavares Jackson, wide receivers Ben Obamanu and Golden Tate. I think this is the first time all season we've mentioned Golden Tate's name. And I would keep wide receiver Michael Williams and kicker Stephen Hauschka on the bench. We've talked about Golden Tate in the injury report. That's about it, though. Pardon? <laughs> I said we've talked about Golden Tate in the injury report. I think that's about it, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I, I think this is the first time we've mentioned him in the terms of the 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 weekly start set recommendations. And that brings us to the end of the line. All sixteen games analyzed for you. And we're a little bit over, but that's okay. Just a little we bit. We would have been on time if we hadn't spent so much time talking about your birthday. Ah uh, yeah, whose fault was that? <laughs> so but anyway, but anyway Thank you everybody, including the Sherpa, for all your birthday wishes. It's awesome. And I couldn't have imagined a better way to spend it. If you want to get a hold of us throughout the week, there are a number of ways to do so. You can email us at the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com, and you can find us on Twitter under the same handle, the number 4thninchesshow. You can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page and at fantasyfootballsherpa.com, where, again, there's a lot of great rankings and waiver wire suggestions. And you can read the Sherpa's football musings on the Huffington Post with this week's article featuring our tight ends on teams with poor passing attacks or bad matchups, good fantasy options. Um, Some good stuff there, so be sure to check it out. And we will be back here again next Wednesday from 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Thank you so much for listening. Good luck in your playoff matchups, Jenna. Thanks for a fun and great show, and happy birthday.
Thank you. Good night. Thanks, guys.